0: What's going on, you bunch of cheese ticklers? Another episode of Wrestling With Myself. Myself being your host, Hacker Scotty O'Shea. In case you forgot, since we haven't released a podcast in like five months. Or they just came out, or they were just released, but they were recorded fucking forever ago. But we're back! I had no plans of stopping. I just had plans that uh, one Matthew Grant would upload the podcast a little quicker. But they're up now, so we can get back to our regular scheduled, irregular scheduled podcast. Steve Brown was supposed to be here, yet again. I put off recording this podcast. No lie, this is the fifth or sixth time because uh, he keeps saying, I'll come over and podcast. Like, he, he wants to come over. He's the one that keeps making the plans. I always prefer when someone's on, especially Steve. He's an easy talk. Makes the hour go by a little faster. So he keeps texting me saying, "Yo, yeah, I'll come over tonight. We'll podcast, we'll podcast, we'll podcast. And then, lo and behold, cancels at the last minute. He just called me about ten minutes ago. He he told me earlier today, I'll be in Hamilton shortly after three. It's now 5.35. He just called me saying, I'm still at work. He works, like, in Mississauga or something. So one of his lies caught up with him. So here I am. Here I sit, brokenhearted, had to shit, and only farted. But I'm back, sorry it's taking so long to release these podcasts, but uh, if you listen to the last couple, the banked episodes, episode 100, the best of of episode, thank you. If you're tagging along for the ride even further into the three-digit episodes where we are right now, thank you so much. I was really worried that with, because I really have no idea why the podcast took so long to be uploaded, but um, I thought Matthew Grant was mad at me. And uh, so I was really worried. I was like, man, I'm going to lose a ton of steam. I'm going to lose all my listeners, blah, blah, blah. I, got, what? I had to give my head a shake. I don't care. I do this for me. And if you like listening, that's just the cherry on top. But really, I'm going to I'm gonna keep podcasting till my dying day or until my $40 microphone breaks and I don't feel like buying a new one. So um, here we are again. It's currently, to keep you up to date, May 5th. Year of our Lord 2018, I think the last time I did a podcast was about probably six weeks ago, that's when I did the intro for episode 100, and before that, I think it was back in like January, so I've literally gone almost half a year without podcasting, but uh, let's get back to it, Um, so since the last podcast I released, I think it was December 31st was the last one, so let's get back up to date, Um, how about that Royal Rumble? Hey, Ronda Rousey making her appear. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm not going to recap that. It's kind of a dumb campy joke because I don't really recap pay-per-views anyways. Because every—oh, Sorry. Because every other podcast does it. Let me just have a sip of my coffee. My black coffee out of my stolen mug from the Spectacle Lake Lodge. That's a new thing I got into. I drink black coffee and black tea now. I'm trying to get in touch with my ethnic side um really it's because I'm uh, I do intermittent fasting intermittent fasting and uh, I try to have no sugar during my fasting periods and I like coffee and I typically like a regular coffee and sometimes I can drink many coffees in a day so just let's say I drink I drink at least one in the morning typically anywhere between three to three typically one to three copies a day and that's like three tablespoons of sugar then maybe a tea at night that's another quarter of a teaspoon you know so i've gotten rid of that i don't know if the fasting's done anything i'm just doing it because it's the easiest fucking diet i've ever been on i just don't eat from from 12 to 8 p.m that's my eating time i'm allowed to get my daily caloric intake in there you know high fat Moderate carb, or low carb, moderate protein. And then, uh, yeah, I don't eat for 16 hours. And it's super easy because I don't eat breakfast anyways. And that so really, most people are done eating on a weeknight by 8 p.m. You know, we don't eat dinner late. I'm usually, I'm fucking putting on my uh, one-piece PJs getting ready for bed around that time anyways. Getting ready to get all tucked in and watch Roseanne in bed. So really it's not that hard. I only start craving food around like 10, 30, 11 in the morning. Then you got another hour to kill and then we're home free. Then I can gorge myself with all the yogurt and fucking tuna fish I want. I, I don't, I've only lost like, I'm not doing it too strict. Let's be, I can't believe I'm talking about diet on this podcast, by the way. My dog's even looking at me like, look at you. You've got fucking love handles over there. You're telling people about your caloric intake. So let's move along. Let's move along. Um, I just got back from an oil change. The truck that I inherited, inherited from my dead uncle that's not really my uncle is... I don't know if it's starting to fall apart. It's got 330,000K on it. So it was a well-driven machine. It's still a well-driven machine. It's Toyota. It's well-built. But uh, I think things are starting to go... I had to get my water pump replaced, that was about 1,500, my power steering went, and now I think I gotta gotta get my rear wheel bearings replaced, and um, when my power, or or, sorry, when my water pump went, I guess they, um, one of the belts broke, so they replaced the belt, and now when I start up my truck, it sounds like I'm slaughtering a million puppies with the noise it makes. (laughs) It's more of a, it's not a, it's a less Mexican tone. It's more of a, yay, 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 yay. That's what it sounds like for about 30 seconds, and then it just stops. But it's super fucking embarrassing. So I got to take that back in. I've been putting that off. Why? I don't fucking know. I literally work beside my mechanic, but I keep uh, putting it off. I just know when I go to take it in, it'll be like, I think it's just a simple belt replacement or something, or my tensioner pulley needs replaced, something easy. And he's going to be like, I'm actually, no, you're flux capacitor is about to blow, and your wheels are going to shoot off on the highway and impale a 12-year-old. It's going to be something dumb, so I'm just putting it off, and like anything, I'll drive it until it breaks, and then I'll be met with a hefty bill, which I will regret not um, taking it in earlier, I guess, and somehow getting an oil change. I'm really strict on, like, maintaining a vehicle. That sounds dumb after the sentence I just said, but, like, You know, regular maintain, maintain, maintenance, maintenance. Getting it all lubed, keeping the fluids topped, oil change. I'm really good at that. But man, unless I can fix it on my own, I just put it off, put it off, put it off. And since I live in an old World War One style wartime house, when everybody just had a horse and buggy and not a car, I don't have a goddamn driveway. So if I'm gonna do any kind of automotive repair, I gotta hike up my truck. In the middle of the street, and if I go under it, my legs are just gonna be under it. It's gonna look like the Wicked Witch of the West when the house fell on her, and I just don't want to do it. So, cross your fingers, my truck's okay. It drives great. It just, I know I'm due for something. Um, let me have another sip as I buy time and thinking what to talk about next. Have we all seen Avengers now? Can I uh, get into that? May I share my spoilers? Okay, I'm going to spoil the Avengers. It's been out for like nine days or something. Um, If you don't want to hear spoilers, fast forward a couple minutes in three, two, one, go. Thanos kills everyone! And you know what? Is it Thanos or Thanos? Thanos? You know, um, I don't think I'm alone on this. And if I am, I feel like I'm the only one thinking straight. But I understand the fucking... Thanos being the bad guy, we were supposed to be rooting for the good guys, but the good guys were in the wrong, I think. Thanos wanted to murder everyone, half of everybody, so then life could be sustained. Because much like we're doing to this planet, we are, you know, just destroying its resources, because there's 7 billion people on this Earth, and uh, that's too many of us, and we are just sucking it dry of Everything it can possibly give. And sooner or later, the bubble is going to burst. And uh, the bubble being our ozone later. And the sun is going to cook us like a turkey in the oven. And we're all going to be wondering what happened when we know exactly what's going on. So Thanos, Thanos, the fucking grimace looking guy. I love, how I'm, I, I, I love how I'm describing you what this movie is about. As I've already told you. If, you've seen the move, if you haven't seen the movie, skip forward. So people listening right now have obviously seen the movie. But let me recap it for you. So Thanos wants to kill everyone for the greater good. Right? And it makes sense. Overpopulation is an issue. So he must get rid of everyone for the long-term good of society. For humanity. And the Avengers are like, No, don't fucking kill everyone. No. Let's just keep having fucking babies and then our babies will die because they'll have to deal with our issues. So I just, I related with Thanos more. He was looking out long-term. Avengers were looking out short-term. But then when I left the theater, I thought like, okay, Thanos has this idea of why he wants to do this, because he believes it's going to save everyone in the end, you know, we all have to die for the, for, half of us have to die so everybody can live, if that makes sense. I don't know if it fucking does. But if he's got this fucking power glove with all his... Ruby's in it, and he can snap his fingers and half of everyone dies, can't he just snap his fingers and, like, the world increases by 50% so we can plant more trees and corn or something like that? Like, I guess I'm saying there may have been a flaw or two in this superhero movie, but it was fucking fantastic. I'm really burnt out on superhero movies. I don't really give a shit anymore. I think I've talked about this before on podcasts. Everyone I watch, I kind of enjoy. Like, I didn't want to see Spider-Man. I, uh, I saw Spider-Man, and I hate Spider-Man. I loved that movie. I didn't really want to go see Avengers. I just want to go to the movies, and I loved Avengers. I had zero interest in seeing Black Panther, and now after seeing Avengers, I want to see Black Panther, you know? Even after seeing Avengers... Sorry, I got, like, the hiccups... I want to go back and watch, uh, what's his, uh, Doctor Strange? Is that what it is? The, looks like the Hugh Grant guy plays him, whatever his fucking name is, I think he's Doctor Who, Doctor Who Grant, but, like, now they got, like, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp coming out, like, can we just fucking cool off for a second? Every superhero movie, yet, yes, they are good, but, like, it's all the same. I have a power. Now I have an internal struggle if I should be using this power or if I, because it can be taken, or because I can get carried away and use it for bad just as much as I can use it for good. And then uh, some kind of enemy comes, and then they end up saving the day. But maybe sometimes even when they save the day, uh, you know, Earth thinks... That they were the bad guy. I don't know. Wasn't Batman vs. Superman something about that? Or or the first Avengers. They fought off the fucking floating landmass bad guy. But ended up... Or no, no. They The guy that looked like a praying mantis. Thor's brother or something. But didn't they destroy all of New York City? New York City's the worst city to live in if you're uh, in a superhero movie. They can be fighting in some distant planet. You know? Fucking Iron Man can shoot himself on an asteroid across eight galaxies. And he'll land, like, the Earth is gigantic, but he will land fucking dead center. Manhattan. Every fucking time. Takes out the Empire State Building. There's always an American flag, you know, in the background. Ripped and ragged, but still showing, you know, the Star Spangled Banner in all its glory. Always. Always. Um, my girlfriend said something the other day that really fucking pissed me off. And I can't remember what it was or what we saw. I want to say we were getting dinner, but I can't remember. But we were laughing at something really hard. And she said, oh my God, wig. So I I looked around because I thought somebody had a wig on. And I said, what? The, who? Who? What? She goes, wig. Have you ever heard that before? I was like, well, wig is... It's a hairpiece. I know exactly what a wig is. She goes, no, no. It's an expression people say now. It's like, oh my God, that's so funny. My wig fell off. I guess that's what I'm supposed to put together. OMG wig. OMG WIG. That's supposed to tell you about how surprised and shocked something is and how much I'm laughing at it. Oh my God, my wig fell off. Because I guess you're laughing so hard your hairpiece falls off. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. The amount of people wearing wigs as opposed to the amount of people just wearing hats, it's disproportional. It's like a million to one. I don't know one person that wears a wig. Maybe it's because the wig's that good. But I genuinely don't know one person that wears a wig. I know people that have comb-overs, which is like a Bush League wig. No, because a wig has to come off, so that's not even, that's just a Bush League fucking hairpiece. Haircut. Just say, oh my god, top hat. What's that mean? Oh, when Abe Lincoln got shot, his top hat flew off. You know? Story didn't have as much legs as I was hoping. I don't know what else to talk about, and I'm like 12 minutes in. I'm not used to this. Um, I had so many talking points, but I can't look at my phone. Let me have another sip of coffee, and I'll try to fucking struggle through this some more. Christ. How did I used to do this? I'm not even halfway. I'm a quarter of the way here. Y'all be... Y'all be... God damn, I can't fucking talk. Happy to hear that I am one of Alessandro Del Bruno's groomsmen when he gets married later next year. This time next year, roughly. I think it's May 31st, year of our Lord. 2019! The day before, or day after. I'm the groomsman for another one of my buddies. So it's going to be a hell of a weekend. We're going to WrestleMania 35 for someone's bachelor party. You guess who. And then we're going to Nashville for the other ones. That'll be exciting. Be fucking busy as shit. As two days in a row I have to wear a suit. Not happy about that. going to try to convince Alex to let me wear overalls. Or just, I'll wear a three-piece suit if it's all made out of corduroy. I'll be walking around and... can start a forest fire with all the friction in between my thighs. Oh, this is something I had an idea of. And this is something I I brought up on the podcast before. But uh, I think I've been thinking about it more and more and more. You know uh, Barstool Sports? They're like the bro of Instagram. You know, they just make fun of chicks all the time. Oh, Saturdays are for the boys. A lot of the shit pisses me off. It's just too bro-ish. But uh, they do this thing now called Rough and Rowdy, and it's just not even amateur boxers. It's like just people off the streets that think they're tough guys, but you have to be like under 25 it seems like. And uh, they just throw them in there and uh, some headgear, a mouth guard, and boxing gloves, and they beat the shit out of each other. And it's this huge thing, and... If you remember back a couple podcasts, I had the idea of opening a jiu-jitsu school, but it's for, like, hockey players, because in hockey, my limited, limited knowledge of hockey, I know nothing about it, fucking hate hockey, is, uh, but everyone's favorite part is the fights. And I do believe, maybe not so much anymore, but there were such thing as enforcers on the ice. And their job was basically like you were a a C-minus hockey player, but you were a tough guy. So when we needed you to go out there and take somebody out or protect one of our main guys, you'd be the guy, you know? You're the infantry. You just go out there and beat the fuck out of someone. So I had the idea of opening up a jiu-jitsu school that specializes in, like, on-ice hockey combat, or just hockey combat. You know, you're wearing all those pads, you've got that giant collar, you got your gloves, your helmet, and just... I don't know, submit... not even submissions. Just moves and techniques you can use, because a hockey fight ends when somebody hits the ground, right? As soon as it goes to the ice, or goes to the ground, it's over. To my understanding. So, for me, if I was playing hockey and got in a hockey fight, my... I would be studying judo, because yeah, you might punch me in the face, but as long as I take you to the ground, and in a <coughs> in a perfect scenario, it's not going to be like we just fall, lose our footing, and I land on top of you. I'm thinking I grab a hold of you, you know, turn my back to you, whip you over my back, and like slam you down, and then I would be the winner. You know, I could celebrate in the penalty box the ring card girls could give me my winner's purse envelope, you know, all that shit. So, I was, I'm still thinking, and it's not nearly as much of a joke as I may be portraying it, I'm thinking about promoting an event where, inside, like, inside a professional wrestling ring, could be a boxing ring, whatever you call it, I just know wrestling rings, maybe have it on the Indian Reserve, and have an eight-man tournament, eight-man one-night tournament, and get Guys that play hockey locally, that believe they are tough, that may have the enforcer role and just have a set of rules and I think um, you'd be in full gear, minus the skates, I'm thinking barefoot, Uh, you can start with your helmet on, you can even start with your gloves and maybe at the beginning of each round you just throw off your gloves because you never fight with gloves. So maybe the gloves the gloves are up to your discretion. You know, no taping of the wrists, no taping of the fingers, nothing like that. Be just like we're at a game. Maybe we could even wet the canvas so it'd be slippery. The referee would be dressed in the hockey referee outfit, you know. The long sleeve striped shirt, a whistle. He'd be wearing a helmet at all times. And uh maybe th- three one-minute rounds or five one-a-minute rounds maybe and the idea would be uh, no no kicking because you can't kick on ice it would just be straight up fisticuffs or maybe as soon maybe you get a point for every takedown you get but if the takedown doesn't look like it was uh, an offensive takedown by someone it's just scrapped if you're both fighting and you trip over each other if it's not indistinguishable between who took who down uh you're just brought back to your feet and the fight continues and uh i'd get a set of judges it would probably be me (laughs) uh, and two other of my idiot friends maybe one guy that knows something about hockey and we'd have an eight man tournament and if we could get a couple sponsors uh You know, try to get each guy, each guy that fights gets $250. The winners would get $500. So if there's an eight-man tournament, that means the winner would fight three times. So that would mean the winner would get at least $1,000 because he'd win twice. And then the main event, um, let's say the winner gets uh, $2,000 or maybe even $1,000. And then you get a trophy, maybe a belt, maybe a, you know, customized hockey puck. Or a customized mouth guard or something funny. Customized dentist benefits. I don't fucking know. But I really genuinely think there's a market for this. For the pure stupidity of it all. For the... How... It could be our national fucking sporting event. We love hockey. And guys like me who don't like hockey... The one thing we do like is the fighting. This brings us all together. I don't know what we call it. Like... I'd want to call it something like cool, because you always have those grandiose ideas. If it ever like goes big, I was like, "Well, if I'm ever on Fox, TV, I don't want it to be called like Kurt's Backyard Hockey Bum Fights." No, I'd want to call it like Pro Hockey Extreme. I don't know, or just call it like um I don't know, off Ice off ice, off ice hockey fights. I don't know, but there's something there, and uh, I'm gonna put out feelers to people. I'm gonna put out feelers to some of my friends, and because uh, I think I genuinely wanna have one event. Now I don't know what I'm gonna have to deal with with commissions and stuff, and I'm sure I'll have to have paramedics close, and I'll have to go through a whole bunch of shit. But if I do it on an Indian reserve. I don't know how many things I can just get away from. Everybody will sign a waiver. You know, if you die in this ring, it's your fault. Um, I really doubt I'd be looking for at least the first event. I don't want to keep any money. I just want to promote it, you know? So, how funny would that be? Guys getting the shit kicked out of each other, and then I come to the back, just like, Ah, house was a little light tonight, boys. Meet me by the hot dog stand for your payouts. They just all beat the shit out of me and spit roast me on one of their hockey sticks. Brought to you by CCM. Could you imagine if I could get an actual hockey company to endorse this? They never would because it would look terrible on them. But if I could get like Bauer, you know, off-ice hockey, Kurt Sturrock's off-ice hockey fights. Brought to you by Bauer. I'd get Walter Gretzky. Shit, is he dead? get Wayne Gretzky to be a guest speaker? Because wasn't he a big pansy? Be like, These are the guys I always wished I could be. Instead, I became the greatest hockey player ever. You know, I feel like maybe we could get a special guest, one worked match, you know, in between the semi-main and the main event so the guys could heal up and I could have the goon professionally wrestle um, the Hamilton Bulldogs mascot or something like that. Whatever his name. There's legs to this, people. I'm going to keep you keep you posted. Because uh, there's definitely something to this. I'm excited for it. I've also... I've um, fallen pretty deep into the cigar lifestyle. I'm sure I've talked about this before on the podcast. But yeah, for real. Uh, the same guy that died and left me his truck... He died and left me. Well, his widow told me. Well, let me start. He died, left me his truck, blah, blah, blah. And then shortly after that, he was a big cigar smoker. But, like I said, on Halloween, Mello brought him some cigars. I had one. I fell in love with the atmosphere, the storytelling I had with friends, the relaxation it brought me. So I kind of dabbled in it more, started to really enjoy it. Mainly because when you light a cigar, it takes me at least an hour to an hour and a half to fully smoke and unlike a cigarette, a cigarette you can smoke and do stuff. You can work. You you know you can stay stressed out. It's something you do. It's something. I think cigarettes, I put in the same column as anxiety. You know you always see people like, oh I gotta do this, gotta do this. Cigar is something you do. You sit down. You have a drink. You talk. You know. You get your muffle. muffle. You get your muffler licked, whatever it may be, whatever relaxes you. Get a massage, enjoy that cigar, taste that cigar, enjoy it with friends, company, by yourself, whatever. It takes time. You have to relax. You have to put away an allotted amount of time while having a cigar. And uh, that's what I fell in love with. So Jake, the guy who died, his widow... Found out, I had recently gotten the cigars and said, do you want Jake's cigars? Uh, I'm about to throw them out. And I was like, no, don't throw them out. Like, even if they're trash, even if they're, like, way too dried out, broken, just give them to me and, like, all sort through them. I have a humidor of my own. But, uh, so she said, okay, and she brought it over. And she brought over, like, it's like a Goonie-style treasure chest full of Cuban cigars. I did the math. Um, the two humidors i got i got a brand new case of number four monte cristos uh and then in the big humidor which itself has to be about a thousand dollars there's about 50 number twos and about another 30 number fours altogether. uh jeff cole told me how much they retail for we're looking at about three to $3,500 worth of uh, product I got there. So I've been really enjoying sharing cigars with people that come over. My girlfriend hates it. Holy moly, dare I ever have a vice in this life. I've been straight as an arrow the entire time she's known me. My entire life, I take up cigars. And, like, I'm not doing this daily. I might have them more than the... uh, the, Normal person, because the normal person has a cigar every time they get married or have a kid or something, you know, they're not really cigar smokers. They just do it to celebrate. I've become like a, I hate saying smoker, but like I'll have two to three a week and it's usually two and it's usually just Friday night and if somebody comes over Saturday or Sunday for a pay-per-view, that's typically it. I've never had more than three, maybe one during the week if somebody comes over. Right. So I understand that may sound like a lot, but I'm sitting here with like $4,000 worth of cigars, including the shit I've bought previously. Of course I'm going to smoke them. And you don't inhale; you blow it right out, you just taste it. Yeah, it's not great for you, but neither is living in Hamilton where we have 35 steel mills just spewing, spewing farting air. Just re- hovering above us at all times. Okay, So let's be real here, but it's because her dad in this past calendar year has not only survived tongue cancer, <coughs> but he had a heart attack a couple months ago that should have killed him. He had a heart attack that they in the business call the Widowmaker because uh, he had a 98% blockage in his heart and um, I guess he was at work. And he just had trouble breathing, so uh, I guess one of the guys asked him, like, "Hey, what's wrong?" He's like, "I'm having trouble breathing," and um, so I guess they eventually called the called 911, even though he didn't want to. And her mom, they were they're divorced now, but her mom, I don't know if she got the call or heard about it, but yeah, so she said, um, "The symptoms you're having, it's definitely a heart attack." he actually had the heart attack, he didn't even know but he had a 98% blockage, it should have killed him if they called the ambulance any later Uh, he could have died, he should have died anyways they put a splint in his heart and now he's losing a bunch of weight and whatnot. but because of his health problems I'm now given the burden of every time I decide I would like a smoke as a 28 year old man I get the stink eye Yeah, she drinks that wine every day, you know. She'll have one of those, a marijuana cigarette every once in a while. Do I ever say anything? (coughs) But God forbid old love handles over here has a vice he wants to get. I think what really pisses her off is she knows how much money uh, I've spent since this hobby started in October. I've probably spent a couple thousand myself. And she's looking for that big ring, you know. So, uh, and I keep saying, like, ah, we'll get, we'll get engaged when <laughs> I can afford it. Then she sees like, me come home with suitcases full of cigars. So, I, I guess looking at it that way, I understand. Speaking of which, I got to pull the trigger soon. Goddamn. Like, I know it's fun to say, like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm never getting married, never getting married. I think I'm coming up upon seven years. I, I'm the guilt factor spurting to run, and, you know, I'm never going to do better than her. And uh, she's only going to hang around a little longer before she gets fed up, so... Maybe I'll take some black blacksmith glasses and just try to make her a ring. I don't, know. I don't even want to talk about it. It doesn't upset me. It stresses me right out. It's just a... I can't... I'm, I'm stopping myself right now. Can't say anything. What time am I at? 32 minutes. Okay, let me look back at my phone and see if I have anything I can talk about. Um, I don't fucking know, man. This is a hard one. Jackie Martling. Who is that? Jackie Martling. Sorry, I got a text from Jackie Martling. I don't know who that is. What else is new today? Sorry. Sorry. You probably don't notice, but I hit pause for about an hour. Because I heard my dogs playing in the hallway, which they're doing right now, and I started to smell something. So I went outside, and there was skid marks everywhere. And uh, Moose had a garlic knot of a turd, half in his ass, half out it, caught in all his hair. So, um, as opposed to waiting on him to lick it out and have disgusting breath for the rest of the night as he tries to kiss me. Uh, I decided I'd take him up into the bathtub and uh, clean his asshole like he's a newborn. So that's something I did today. That's my Wednesday. Um, Christ, I can still smell my hands. I wore rubber gloves too, and it still smells like absolute bullshit. I read uh, while I was tweeting while I was letting Moose sit in the bathwater as I rethought my entire existence. Uh, the first Friday thirteenth is 38 years old today. So that's something to celebrate. Have you guys seen the first Friday the 13th? Jason's not even in it. Well, he is in it, but his mom does everything. It's pretty lame. The mom's kind of cute, though. You know, she's like the typical May I See Your Manager type mother. She's got the haircut all the boys have now. You know, like the Ben Affleck. It's not even bad. It's the Owen Wilson. Who did I see the other day that looks like a retarded Owen Wilson? Can't imagine. I can't remember who it was. God damn it! If only I was more prepared. Uh, what's the big news though lately? If you've heard, I guess James Key two weeks ago at Smash London, or whatever the show was called, it was in London. He, he said I couldn't make that show, and he addressed the crowd saying I had torn my ACL. Well, the rumors of my demise are greatly exaggerated because all I did was strain my MCL. And a match I had with Kevin Blackwood at ESW uh, the night before, I caught a plancher to the outside. And I don't know if, like, what I was expecting. I've caught that plancher before. But, like, I, I don't know what happened, but it was like he hit me in a crossbody. And he hit me so hard, we bounced. And then next thing I know, he was just on my legs. And I was like, whoa. I told him, I was like, I think I just blew out my knee. Give me a minute. But since I wore two, pa- two pairs of knee pads and a wetsuit, when he threw me in, the next spot was he goes for, like, a, another springboard crossbody, and I was to kind of use his momentum and grab him in um, power slam, and I didn't. It was fine. I could feel it. It was weird. Whenever you blow something out, uh, it's on my other knee, by the way, so now I have symmetrical blown-out knees. But I, you'll feel like a pop, and then like it's a sudden burst of warmness. And I felt that, and so we kept wrestling. It felt fine, really. I don't know if it was the tension of my two knee pads and my wetsuit or whatnot. And then I kept working it out. I kept it moving, and then on the drive home, it was like a two-hour drive home. It started to swell. I put ice on it when I got home, and then I went to bed, and then that, those like six or seven hours of just stagnant, no moving, no motion, it just swelled up entirely. And I couldn't move it the next day. It took me, like, it took me a genuine, non-sarcastic, probably three and a half minutes to get down my stairs that day. But as bad as it was, I knew it wasn't as bad as when I blew out my left knee. And I got that one, um, I actually took that one to get an MRI and whatnot. And that one I blew out my PCL. And I had a meniscus tear. And on this knee, as bad as it was, it didn't feel as bad. So... I'm not going to get it checked out. I'm just going to keep wrestling on it. Then I wrestled on it this weekend. It felt great. I've kept it moving nonstop. You know, motion is the lotion with any injury. I definitely believe that. Unless, like, you have a compound fracture. But if it's just something... I I look at the body as rust. And if you stop using it, it's going to rust over. But if you keep moving it like the Tin Man, right, a little... It keeps the oil in the joints... And it's hard for the rust to to uh, start growing, so I just keep my knee moving. Felt grit, felt felt grit, felt great. And then I took a clothesline, I turned myself inside out, hit it in the sweet spot, and just I got pins and needles. It's like when you hit your funny bone, and it just uh swelled up again so I had to call the match a little short but nobody even knew because the whole match was backloaded with falsies so we just took out one set of falsies which would have included me doing a top rope double stomp, landing on my feet, immediately going to the top rope again to miss a frog splash and then I can't remember what I was going to take but I was like, yep, can't do that so we took that out and uh, that was the MWO show Millennials Wrestling Organization I drove up with Eric Kearney in which... He came over, we watched the Greatest Rumble, Greatest Royal Rumble, and I shared my cigar collection with him, and he loved that, so he repaid me with a coffee infused cigar, which I'm super stoked to have. And then we had, uh, we went out for dinner with Jeff Black, Blenny uh, Lilac, and um, who else was there? I can't remember. There's two other people, and I can't remember what it is. Regardless, it'll come to me. And Jimmy King and his wife, sorry. And uh, so we went out for dinner. And those two, Jimmy King included, but Lenny Lilac and Jeff Black, two of my absolute favorite guys ever. I love both of them. Jeff Black I've loved forever. But Lenny Lilac, I really only see at PWA or uh, MWO. I've only worked MWO a handful of times. And PWA in the past couple years, I've only worked there a handful of times Holy shit, the stories they were saying, oh, Joey Allen was there, by the way, and um, as soon as we got there, we all got entrees, don't like that I called it an entree, you know, a little upset I just said that, I feel like a pretentious douche now, but whatever, moving forward, we all got dinner, as a normal dinner, I got steak and potatoes, because dinner was half off, why, why you ask, because my girlfriend wasn't there, so anytime my girlfriend isn't there, dinner's essentially 50% off, and I get steak, Steak with shrimp. That's how much I was spoiling myself. But yeah, we're all getting stuff, appetizers, whatnot. Um, and then Joey Allen orders a herbal tea. He gets it, and then basically as soon as the waitress drops it, he goes outside, and we never see him again. And word on the street is I guess he took... uh, I, I can't even remember what it was. Did he take an Advil or something? He wasn't feeling good, and he can't... Sw- His body doesn't handle prescription drugs well, and he was throwing up in the parking lot. And we didn't believe him when Jeff Black said, oh yeah, he's probably throwing up in the parking lot. He can't handle pharmaceutical drugs. And we went outside, and there was a legitimate brown paper doggy bag full of puke. it, had exploded the inside walls, and it was all over right beside it where we parked. So that was nice. But my knee is getting better, uh... It, I just had to miss a show due to the swelling. I'm not planning on missing anything else. You know, injuries happen. I've been wrestling for a long time. I've really the only injuries I've had is for my left knee, and now I've bummed up my right knee a little bit. But it, uh, I brought my left knee back to I'd say it's at 95%. I can't say it's at 100% because I was supposed to get my meniscus scoped and I never did. So obviously there's still an injury there. But it doesn't it doesn't kind of like inhabit me from doing any kind of motion. I feel a little difference in it at times, but I wouldn't even say it's unstable. It's just, um, I don't know. It just feels like the joints aren't as tightly connected as they probably should be. But now my right knee feels like that too, so I'll never even know what it feels like to have proper working knees again. But I just sit down and squats a lot. I stretch them out non-stop. <coughs> at work, when I'm working on the drill press or the lathe, I just do calf raises non-stop when I'm home. You know, I just do lunges. I, I work it out non-stop. In the mornings, they always swell up pretty good. Or the one knee, the injured knee right now, swells up pretty good. But by the end of the day, like right now, it's almost 7 o'clock and it feels great. I'm sitting here right now, I couldn't even tell you which one I injured. So let that be a lesson to you. When you get hurt, ignorance is bliss. Don't get anything diagnosed. Don't even look on Wikipedia. Or Google, what's wrong with you? Because that scares you. Literally, the first thing I did was like MCL injuries and anything I didn't want to believe may be wrong with my knee. I just refused to believe it. And then if I saw something like oh MCL strain could be out for a week or two, I was like oh that must be what I had, without reading any more that because that was the information that I was looking for. I got my back deck I gotta do soon. I fell through it the other day. So that was fun. That's always a kick to the fucking nuts, too. The fat jokes come along a lot when you fall through the deck beside your girlfriend. And now my dogs like to sniff below the deck. So I got that to do. I got my front porch to do. But I got my back shed cleaned out. That thing was a hoarder's paradise. It wasn't even a hoarder's paradise. That thing was a straight-up dumpster with a door on it. And I cleaned that all out for the past couple weeks. So now that's my... So one would call that my cigar lounge, when really it's just a tool shed. It's a good size tool shed. I'm going to get a TV in there. I can't wait. Of course, I get it cleaned out as soon as the weather gets nice. So now there's no reason to have cigars in there when I can just have them outside. Because these past couple months I've been freezing my fucking taint off having cigars outside with a windshield of negative 30. But here we are. I like to work how at the speed I like to work at. So i got to replace my deck, and then I want to get a hot tub up there. Why? Because I want to have cigars in the hot tub while watching TV with the uh, flat screen to bring out. You know, life is looking good. As long as my truck doesn't spontaneously combust, as long as I don't fall through my deck at any more spots. Luckily, I fell through at a spot where everyone can easily, easily avoid it. You know? But goddamn, it's just like one thing after another. Money, 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 money. NSW don't pay that well Speaking of NSW The last show I worked for them Like three weeks ago I think there was a paid attendance Of about four people And what did me and Steve do? We put on One hell of a wrestling match With Fight or Flight Why? Because we're marks Fight or Flight included We're marks We're there I'm geared up We might as well You know Let's have a match for us I never wrestle for the crowd I wrestle for me who is the biggest mark of us all. So if I wrestle for me, I rationalize it like I must be wrestling for the crowd. Because if I wasn't wrestling, I'd be in the crowd. So, you know, if that makes any goddamn sense at all. This weekend, I'm at Saturday. I'm back in Sarnia where it's myself and Kevin Blackwood, the team of Kill Screen, Versus uh, Shane Sabre and Space Monkey, the team of uh, Science Monkeys. Or, uh, it's not science monkeys. Sword apes? I, uh, I know it. Uh, space pirates. Is that it? Space pirates. Should be pirates and aliens. No, pirates and aliens and cowboys. Cowboys versus aliens. Wow. Did I just have a stroke? So that'll be fun. I'm getting new kill screen shirts soon. Um... I think I'm just going to steal the old Kevin Ch- Steen shirt that said kill Steen kill, and I'm just going to have it say kill screen kill. So if that floats your fancy at all, expect, tho- expect those at a merch table uh, in the very near future. Right now, I'm genuinely just trying to kill time, not only for the podcast, but I don't know where Rosslyn is. Rosslyn! Because I don't want to start making dinner. Because if I make dinner, I'll make something shitty, and then she'll come and eat it. And then I'll never hear the end of it. Oh, oh, oh. Did you hear her? Is she home? Or I just wait till she gets home. She'll make something good, and we'll both be happy. I just have to deal with her saying, do I always have to make dinner? The only thing I make, she's she's great at anything, you know? She can turn shit into fucking, what's the saying? Sand, I can't remember. It's something. Fuck, it's going to drive me nuts. I want to say shit into sunflowers, but that doesn't make sense. She can turn, uh, she can just grab a few things and it's like, another delicious entree. Yet me, the only thing I can make properly is um, eggs, make a lot of eggs. She don't like eggs. Uh, I can make pancakes. She likes pancakes. And oven pizza. And uh, oven pizza, she fucks up every time. And I'm convinced it's because she doesn't let the oven preheat. Because every time she makes oven pizza, the oven pizza falls through the grating on the, in the stove. <coughs> it just melts rather than cooks. And she insists, no, I, I preheated the oven. What am I, an idiot? But I don't think she does. That's how much I'm reaching for material to talk about on this podcast. I'm talking about oven pizza. This is what I was excited to get back to. Christ. I should have a couple guests on soon, though. No fooling. For real. I got a couple people lined up. Should be fun. It's just a matter of... If it was up to me, I'd have somebody come over almost daily and we record. But it's everybody else's schedule. And I I appreciate everyone that wants to come over and do a podcast... So I try not to be pushy. But until then, if I can't get somebody, I'm just going to record another one of these things. It's because I was expecting Steve to come over and we'd just, you know, chit-chat. Go back and forth for an hour. But then literally five minutes before I started recording, he's like, yeah, I'm not coming over. I'm still at work. And then he's going to Nova Scotia, eh? To visit his daughter for her birthday or something. So whatever excuse he's got, Did anyone see the clip I posted or was anyone there when he did the uh, springboard turnaround clothesline? You know, patented Steve Brown. And he uh, ate shit and fell like a bag of bricks. That was one of the best laughs I've had in this calendar year. I died. I was at work. My lathe was spinning at about 1,000 RPM. And I was laughing so hard I couldn't breathe. And I figured I should just jump into my lathe and end it because this asphyxiation I'm suffering through over laughing. It wasn't the fact that he fell. It's always the fact that when somebody's falling, like when somebody falls and they like know they're falling and they try to break their fall, like that's funny regardless. It's always funny. Somebody falling is always funny. But it's like he fell, he knew he fell, and just did nothing to protect himself, and just accepted defeat and let his neck break his fall, he got so embarrassed when I... Because uh, I sent a tweet to the Botchamania guy. I said, hey, Botchamania guy. I think... Hey, at Matthew. Uh, my friend Steve wants to introduce himself. And it was just the video of him, you know, eating shit. And he got so upset because he's so self-conscious. I was like, man, it's hilarious. You can't watch ba- Botchamania every week, laugh at it, then be upset when your shit goes online. Being on Botchamania... Is uh, in many ways like like winning an Emmy. You know, more people see that than. More people see you on Botchamania or a GIF than any of your full matches or any of that nonsense. So really, it's something to be proud of. I've only been on a few times. I haven't watched it in forever, in all honesty. So if, it, if he does show up online in a Botchamania, please let me know, because I don't know. I, I'm about 150 behind. And I don't even know where to find them anymore. Do you have to pay to watch Pachamania? The one time I... I clicked the link and I went to, like, a Patreon site or something. And I was like, I got got nothing to do with this. I don't even know how to work it. Do I have to pay per episode or do I pay weekly? I pay for another... enough subscription bullshit. I can't afford to do it again. So I just won't watch it. I'll watch the free ones, like, uh... Like a true fucking asshole. My dog's looking at me, and I'm terrified he's got shit on his ass. Are you okay? Turn around. You okay? Okay. Oof. His ass is still wet, but it looked like uh he had the runny shits, which means not only would I have to clean up the shit on his ass again, that uh, there's a steamy pile of diarrhea around here. Pretty good, though. we got to take him for a haircut. I think it's tomorrow Ross takes him. But, oh shit, it's Mother's Day Sunday. Okay. God damn it, thank you. A YouTube video that I have up the side. There's an ad for Mother's Day or else I would have fucking forgot. Woo! Come on, Amazon Prime. Deliver it before Sunday. It's only Wednesday. I should have it by Friday at the latest. What the hell do you buy a mom? It's so hard. I'm 28 years old. That means I've gone 28 years between birthdays, Christmases, and... Flag days of buying her retarded gifts. I can't think of one thing my mom would want. My parents don't have hobbies. My dad liked golf for a while, but now he doesn't give a shit. I don't, can't remember the last time he's golfed. My mom likes the casino, so what am I supposed to like? Here's a gift card. And by gift card, I mean a $20 bill. I don't know. I hate gift cards. I love receiving them. I don't like giving them, though. I feel like I'm too creative, and I'm letting myself down when I give gift cards. I don't know what the hell to buy her. Should I just buy her a vibrator? That's gross. A 12-inch, veiny, girthy, suction cup dildo. Happy Mother's Day! I hope you have a very fulfilling day. That's so gross. (laughs) I've had a cough for, like, forever now. I think since the last Daylight Savings Time, and this morning while driving to work, I coughed, and it was one of those good coughs where it's not a dry cough, it was like a lot of fluid, and I coughed up something that looked like it should have been in one of the Alien movies, it looked like uh, oatmeal, but I haven't had oatmeal, it looked like oatmeal with like zits on it, and uh, I'm sure it was just mucus, but it was so gross, but boy did it feel good coming up. Felt like the entrails of a tapeworm, and ugh, are you supposed to cough that stuff up? I hope so. It's not just the inner walls of my intestines as I begin to suffer from diverticulitis. That was a big word I used. Let's mark that one down on the chalkboard for biggest used, biggest words used on the podcast. Diverticulitis. Oh, she's home. Go see. Deoxyribonucleic acid—that's what DNA means. Learn that grade nine science. Oh, here we go. Okay, should I wrap this up? Hello? Roz? She can't even hear me. She's ignoring me. Steve didn't come again. No. Nope. No, so you. I'm recording by myself right now. Right this second? Yeah, I got no. about ten minutes left. So. How was your day? Help me feel fun. Just great. Where were you? I was at work at Glendale Golf Course. And I made twenty-eight dollars in tips. That's good. Woohoo! That's good. That's not good. I worked seven hours. Well, you got paid hourly too. Yeah, but. Did any old creepy guys hit on you today? No, it was slow. It, it was a boring day. I, went from chapter two in my book to 18. That's pretty good. I was an accomplishment. How many chapters are there? I don't know.
1: 63. Well, okay. (laughs) You're about quarter of the
0: way down. Or third, sorry. Steve called me about five minutes before. Mm -hmm. Said he's not coming. So, that's about the eighth day in a row he's done that. Hey Moose, get down. So what? I was gonna grab donuts on the way home, yeah, but they're only open that. until seven, and what? I just was cutting it too close. Where is this donut place? Doughboy? I've never heard of it's it. It's on Green think. Hill. That's the ones that. Um, Jack brought. Yeah. I see. I didn't like them. I know, but I thought maybe we could give them another try. We could. Yeah, if you want to bring some home, I'll eat them. Even the worst but donuts. But still uh, a good donut. But I think people are getting too fucky with donuts. I don't need fruit loops on my donuts. Yeah, that one was like, and I felt like their chocolate was very soggy. Yeah, it's not. I don't think it's a good donut when they go soggy. And everyone goes soggy unless you <gasps> eat it fresh. Oh, Granddad's okay. donut. Tim Hortons gets it. Like Tim Hortons has a fine donut. Tim Hortons <coughs> has a fine donut. They do. I just coughed off an eyelash. That's weird. I've been coughing all day. It's because you've been smoking. No, it's not. Yep. I That's because I have a cold. And coughing is a symptom of having a cold or getting rid of a cold you also coughing is a symptom of what smoking cigars no it's not yes no because you don't inhale a cigar you blow in or suck in and then blow out Still. I was hoping when Steve would come we'd have a cigar in the shed while recording but he ruined those plans and now he's in Nova Scotia for like a week and are you sad about that now no because he'd probably blow me off anyway so I wouldn't see him but now that I have a podcast after release weekly again, he keeps saying, let's have a podcast, do a podcast, and then... I don't even know if he has his car back. I think he's still using his work car. His car broke down a week after mine did in February, and I still don't think he has it back. That's insane. Yeah. Like, at least he has another vehicle, but... Yeah, at least he's got his ride rapist, van to get him through the week, but... What time am I at? Fifty... Six minutes. Yeah, I'm wrapping this up. some plugs? Where are you going to be at this weekend? Costco Tire Center. Costco Tire Center, okay, perfect. What about next weekend? Costco Tire Center, every weekend. (laughs) This Saturday I'm in Sarnia for Smash Wrestling. Next weekend, I'm in Buffalo for ESW again, I believe. Is that next weekend? I might be missing a few. As long as my uh, knees hold up, which they will. Cystic Fibrosis Walk coming up. That's true we have a Cystic Fibrosis Walk and I can't go to Steve, st- I can't go to the next NSW show because of it and Steve's pissed but he doesn't pay me worth of shit so and he doesn't show up. What yeah is- and he doesn't show up he doesn't make his commitments I'm not making mine and uh, yeah I can't remember i will got new merch I have new merch coming soon I'll have new guests coming soon and I'll have these podcasts dropping weekly so with that let's make like a baby and head out. Peace.